Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm glad you downloaded and tuned in this week. We're being brought to you by Speed Quizzing Smartphone Trivia, the Bubble Parties Business Program, and our new sponsor, Mobile Beat Las Vegas, from March 16th through the 19th, 2020. It's Mobile Beat Las Vegas 24 out in Las Vegas, Nevada. Joining me on the show today, Shay Bailey. He's the owner of Wedding Industry Rescue. It's an SEO firm that specializes in the wedding industry. He spends his days researching and analyzing everything you probably find tedious and boring about websites. And I can kind of agree <laughs> on that statement, Shay. I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, from how to attract visitors using SEO and content marketing and Google Analytics and more, Shay, we're going to get right into this. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. And you're in Texas and I'm up in Boston. And before we went started taping today, uh, Shay's getting a feel of what it's like up here in New England from November to like February. It's like cold down there, right? Yeah, I woke up this morning. It was 28 degrees. Wow. We get that, that coming in tomorrow, so it's nothing new here. But we can talk about the weather all day, but let's give some of these DJs some information we can use okay. about SEO. Tell us, first of all, how did this all concept of wedding industry rescue come to be? Uh, kind of we... My wife and I, my wife has a wedding planning company and here in Austin, and uh, I was helping her and just kind of learned, you know, through hard knocks like everybody else. And we realized that we, I, I'm not saying we were learning faster than anyone. I think we were implementing because anybody can learn faster. It comes down to implementation. I think we were implementing pretty quickly and seeing big gains and everybody started asking, how are you doing this? So then we started teaching like, local friends in the industry and then it kind of spread from there and we decided hey we like this consulting thing so she was more of um, marketing and sales and she's a really good salesperson and then I was obviously the back end the website the uh, uh, SEO and stuff like that actually just started out with the website uh, I had to learn how to build that and take care of some stuff there and then as I was learning that I started hearing about SEO and so I'm like, oh, well, I need to learn about this too. So I'm, you know, self-taught. And that was at this point, seven, eight years ago, I think. So that's a pretty neat concept where you're both embedded in the wedding industry because of your wife's planning business. Tell us a little bit about what Wedding Industry Rescue does. I know you do some SEO stuff. We've talked about that already, but it sounds to me like you do uh, full-scale marketing consulting. Am I actually? Um, actually, we used to kind of do that when we first started, but my wife's business kind of took over so much that she wasn't really able to do that. So now it's pretty much uh, focused on SEO, but along with that is basically online marketing. So it's uh, I, I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one SEO teaching uh, because First of all, a lot of people don't want to pay what it costs for somebody to do it, you know, full time because it's mm -hmm. expensive. Um, so what I do is a lot of people are like, well, you know what? I, I want to know how to do it as well, because that was one of the things that that we learned. Um, I could pay somebody to do it, but there are still things that I want to know how to do. So if I would do SEO for someone you know, and, and do it for however long, six months, whatever, a year, and then finish, they would come back and then go, oh, well, I need to, uh, you know, I need more help. And, and that's, you know, that's what you want. You want people to come back. But at the same time, I know what it's like in this industry. And, uh, you know, 
a lot of people are just getting by or they're, you know, they're learning this and they're, and they don't have a lot of money to apply towards that. So I started doing a lot of one-on-one teaching. It was just like an hour a month or whatever they wanted. And I would actually walk them through the process of how to do, um, SEO and teach them. And then that kind of developed into an online course. Uh, and then some ancillary things like, uh, I do a lot of Google analytics and Google search console stuff. Pretty cool. Definitely some good stuff. Shay, what is, um, why would somebody look to hire you as opposed to just their regular, either a business coach or, uh, somebody who's outside the industry? Well, I focus on one thing and that's the SEO and kind of the attracting clients. A business coach is, you know, a good general overall. Uh, and you know, the good thing about a business coach that's not within the industry is you're going to get aspects of other industries. And honestly, that's one of the things that, that we learned, uh, is because people are so in their lane and so focused within their industry that they don't take tips outside the industry. And that's, kind of one of the ways we grew is we started looking outside the industry as well and bring it, bring it in and using it. And I'll give you an example of that. Um, and this was probably six years ago or something, you know, those, um, those live chat options that you go to websites and they'll pop up, you know, you don't, you're seeing more and more these days, but six, seven years ago, you didn't really see them a lot. They were kind of new and I'd never seen anybody in the wedding industry use them. And actually my wife was looking for a plumber of all things. And, and she saw this on the website and it popped up and it was a live chat. And she was like, Oh my God, let's try that. So I found the company and, um, I hooked it up to our website and I'll tell you within about three or four months, we had to turn it off because she was getting so much business. So a business coach is good because you're going to get, um, a good overall general, you know, coach that knows your industry and outside the industry. What I do is I know SEO within the wedding industry. So it's just kind of another tool within, within that, you know, uh, coaching segment, that niche. And where your wife has that background, I'm sure that kind of helps because you can relate to us a little bit better. You understand what we go through on the customer end to make that all work. Yes. And, and that's another thing. You have to know your customer, right? And a general uh, business coach, they can give you good you know, high level and uh, information, but they don't always know the bride or the groom or, you know, or what's going on within the industry. So, you know, it's good to have both actually somebody that's in the industry and somebody that maybe can give you a general information. Pretty cool. So you talked about finding and attracting clients. What are some tips you can share with our audience about how to find and attract our ideal clients? Okay. Well, honestly, this is the one thing that exploded her business is finding out who the ideal client was. And quite honestly, it was kind of by accident. First of all, there's a particular marketing guy that we used to follow called Dan Kennedy. He writes a lot of great books. Um, If you're interested, guys, whoever's out there, get some of his books. He's got some really, really good books on marketing. But one of the things was attracting uh, uh, your ideal client. I think one of the books was called... um, no BS guide to attracting affluent clients or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so it happened to be a Sunday. We were, we were driving, we were coming back uh, from church one morning and we had just had a wedding the night before. And, um, 
we started talking about that wedding and my wife said, you know, I really enjoyed that couple, blah, blah, blah. And then she was like, you know what? Well, the one we did a few weeks ago, I didn't like it as much. And then we just started brainstorming right there. Well, what is it about this couple that we liked? And what is it about the other couple that we didn't like working with? And she literally just got a piece of paper out and just started writing down what she liked and what she didn't like. And that was the, the foundation of starting to find out who our ideal client was. And then she just built on top of that, uh, of, you know, uh, looking at where, where do they live? Where do they work? What do they drive? What do they wear? Where do they hang out? Uh, where do they shop? And she started building this kind of, you know, you heard the term avatar, this avatar of ideal client. And then we started figuring out, well, what does that particular ideal client want when they're looking for a wedding planner? Right. So then we started creating content that spoke specifically to that particular bride. Um, and so she took out all the terms. She went through and completely redid the website. She rewrote all the copy um, and got rid of terms like discount. And basically, we she created something what we call uh, exclude to include. And you know what does that mean? Basically, through her her uh, copy on the website, she was the way she would word things is she would exclude the bride. She would, she would make it unattractive for the brides that she knew she didn't want to attract, but she was saying the right things to the right brides. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. So obviously it sounds to me like the first step is you've got to know who that ideal client is. And we talk about that uh, at some of our conventions and seminars, but not just knowing who that ideal client is, but understanding how they tick. Exactly. And you know, you got to go, you got to create content that's going to attract them, right? You got to go where they are. There's a, there's a quote that I love. It's by a guy named Willie Sutton and he was a famous bank robber back years ago, early 1900s. And a reporter asked him, why do you rob banks? And he goes, well, that's where the money is. So <laughs> you go to where you're looking for. If you want your ideal client, you have to find out where they're located and you got to get them. And you have to understand what makes them tick. So, Exactly. Obviously, understanding that, I'm going to ask the curveball question here. How do you qualify that in an SEO world? Meaning, how do you get a better understanding of what they're searching for when they're trying to search for a wedding DJ? How does that translate? I think for me, well, first of all, the creating the content is kind of, I don't want to say a, a crapshoot because obviously you can attract anyone with content. This is where I think the analytics comes in, where Google Analytics is really good and Google Search Console, because you can attract them, right? And you can attract anyone. And maybe you create a piece of content that you're getting a lot of visitors, a lot of traffic to, but it's really not converting, or you don't know if it's converting or not. Well, Google Analytics is how you can figure that out. Um, with Google Analytics, it shows you what people are doing on your website, how they're reacting to the content, right? It'll tell you how long people are staying on the site, if they're clicking through, what the bounce rate is, you can set up goals. So at that point, 
you can start setting up goals and, and tracking individual pages. And you can see our people, what are they doing when they go to that page? Are they just going there? Maybe I'm getting a lot of traffic and it shows I have a lot of traffic to it. How long are they actually staying there? Are they staying there for 30 seconds? Are they staying there for five minutes? Are they clicking to another page? Are they clicking to contact me? So these are some of the things that you can do to start narrowing down, is the content working and is it attracting the right client? Now, on top of that is maybe you do see that, you know, they are contacting you and, uh, and reaching out to you. Well, then at that point, when they're calling you, are you booking them? And then that's another level of it. Is it the right person? Is that, uh, you know, attracting the right person? So first of all, you got to write the content to attract them. Then you can uh, check through Google Analytics to see what they're doing. Are they actually contacting you? How are they interacting with the content? And then once they contact you, if they are, find out, is this, after talking to them, is this the right person I'm trying to, um, uh, to attract? So that's kind of the way I'll go about it. Okay. So we've talked about the whole ideal client thing. Would you agree or, or say or find that there's a different problem when it comes to wedding business owners? Do you find that the number one problem they have when they come to you is they don't understand their ideal client or are they coming to you and just dropping it all in your lap and going, help me? Yeah, I would say easily 95 plus percent of the people don't know who their ideal client is. Um, they're they're just you know uh, they'll almost take anybody. Does that make sense? They just want to attract makes someone. Sense. Makes total yeah. sense. Yeah, and and honestly, I, I I understand that mentality because I've been there. When you first start out, you you just want business, right? Because you're just trying to survive. But the great thing about this is 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 you almost have to go through that phase in order to find your ideal client right? Because you don't know, most of the time, you may have an idea in your mind who your ideal client is and start attracting them. And then you may find out, oh my God, I don't want to work with these people. So then you have to change, right? So by doing that in the beginning, you uh, attracting anyone, you can start to filter out which ones you like working with. And then, um, you know, start talking to them. When you start finding people that you do like to work with, uh, start asking them more questions. Like, how did you find me? What is it that attracted you to me on my website or after talking to me? What are the questions you were looking for um, when you were searching around? And start, you know, that's a lot of information. I mean, there's so much, you have, you have a gold mine in your analytics from Google Analytics and from talking your clients just you know getting asking them some of those questions yeah it's funny because we just went through that transition with my company where and it, believe it or not it took me about 25 years to realize that I have to search for the perfect client that I want to work with to find that success on a higher level of satisfaction with them and that everyone that comes through the door might not necessarily work for me. I'm a multi-op, so I have about four or five different DJs who go out and do weddings. And I have a clear understanding with them now about who their ideal client is and you know yeah. who are they going to work best with. And yeah. when we sit down and get to a point where we're about to get them in for a consultation, we actually have a process where we ask them some questions. Paint us a picture about the kind of wedding you're looking to have. Uh, tell us a little bit about you without getting into the how old are you? Because in some cases, we're not able to do all of that 
And we don't want to come across as, oh, we're searching for the highest. You don't want to put that out there to the customer. So we do a little bit of research with them and find out, okay, tell us a little bit about you. What do you do for work? What do you do when you're not at work? We mm-hmm. try and even, I don't even want to say spy, but we do go on to social media so that we can get a feel. Okay, is this a younger bride? And am I going to give her to one of my younger guys? Is this somebody where it's their second time around? And they're an older couple and they're going to fit me or one of the older people. Granted, I can chameleon and go either way. There's just a certain bride that I like to work with. And that's how I got to my ideal client kind of status. Yeah, that that's great. And you're talking about spying or whatever. I don't really see that as spying. I just see that as analytics. And you're also trying to provide the best customer experience you can because you don't want to give them a DJ that they're not going to work well with. Right, exactly. So let's shift gears a little bit because we're in November now and there's been talk and I do it. I'll be the first one to admit it. I run a Black Friday special and I know that a lot of my colleagues that are doing education are talking about this topic a while. I want to get your opinion on it. Are Black Friday sales a good idea or a bad idea in your eyes? I think it kind of depends on your ideal client and what stage of business you can be in mm-hmm. and, and what service or product are you providing, you know? Um, okay. Let's go through a couple of these. If you're more established, maybe you don't have to run one, right? You know, your ideal client, maybe uh, you already have the business and you don't have to, if you are just starting out and you're looking for the business, then maybe it's not a bad idea because it can bring more people in. It can help you establish who your ideal client is. But I think here's what, if you run one, let's say you have, you know, a product or service and you have good, better, best, right? I don't think I would run a Black Friday special on the better or best because uh, you're kind of giving it away. I look at it as, if you heard of something called a tripwire? Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe your good, better, best. Maybe you run a special on your good, your lowest, uh, you know, dollar amount for product or service and get them in and then maybe you can upsell them uh, uh, in there. So I wouldn't, I'm not against them. I mean, have we done them in the past? We did them years ago and exactly what I'm talking about. When we first started, we would run sales because we were like, oh my God, we got to generate some business. We don't do that anymore. As a matter of fact, my wife turns business down. Uh, She refers it out. So that's a good position to be in. That's a great problem to have. It is. It it really is. Uh, But it took us years and years to get there. And honestly, it was because we found out who our ideal client was. Um, But, you know, I'm not opposed to them. I just wouldn't give the farm away. Start out with your lowest one, get get somebody in, and then try to upsell them. And as much as you can, obviously not everybody's going to do it. But especially if you're starting out, you're going to start learning who you work well with and start developing your ideal client. And you're going to generate some money at the same time. That's a pretty good idea. I never thought of it that way. My concept and part of this podcast is sharing some of the knowledge I've accrued over 32 years. My idea when it comes to doing a Black Friday sale is I don't do generally a Black Friday sale on the DJ end of what we do. Oh, that's perfect. I do a Black Friday sale on my photo booth and my uplighting and my upgrades to get them to buy them. Because some of my upgrades are standalone, like a photo booth. They don't have to hire me as their DJ to get my photo booth. So if I can get them in for the photo booth, 
they may already have a DJ and I'm just filling that void. In some cases, I get them for the photo booth and the one suggestive comment I make is, do you have your DJ yet? And then we end up flipping that in. It happens like once every year or so, we get somebody where we say to them, oh, it's great you're booking our photo booth, but what about the DJ? And we find out that they need a DJ and we end up getting the whole sale. I never thought of the whole tripwire thing before. As easy as that sounds, I was always thinking, let's boost and promote the stuff that makes us different beyond just the DJ. Granted, each DJ is different and our yeah. service is unique. But I, I think I never thought of a, a tripwire. And you know what? I, I think I know what I'm doing later on today. I'm going <laughs> to revamp all the Black Friday stuff for me. It's about making sure that not only me, but all, you know, I got four or five DJs that need to be working every weekend. So that's a pretty cool idea. Maybe you pick a DJ that's just starting, doesn't have as much experience and you can do it that way. Or, or you can say, if you buy, you know, the, the other products, maybe you get, maybe, you know, that's, that's a great thing about DJ is because you can have, you know, lighting, you can have, um, the photo booths, you have kind of the add on things that, that goes, that goes well with this industry and the weddings. So maybe you say, well, if you purchase our, you know, highest level, then we're going to throw in some uplighting or something like that. And maybe you already do that, but that could be some kind of special. That's pretty cool. So you've spoken about how things transitioned for your wife's business, and I'm sure she's probably your biggest success story. Can you share some of the success stories about your services and how you helped some other people out? Most of the recent ones are, are going to be the one-on-one people, um, just walking them through. And, and it's, uh, it, it, it's going to mirror, honestly, kind of what, what, I, what has happened to us. And it's going to be, you know, I love speaking with them and getting to know them. I really dive down into uh, their website. And, and we start, we touch on the, who your ideal client is. And we start working from there. Uh, there the, there's three imp- important ranking factors. Now, there's over 200 actual ranking factors that Google uses in the algorithm, but you can boil all those 200 down into three ranking factors, content, backlinks, and engagement. So those are the three things that, that we focus on. So I, I help them determine uh, you know, a general idea of who the ideal client is. Then we start building content and then we do the backlinks and engagements. And I've seen, uh, instead of focusing on the sole on the whole website, we focus on one or two pages. And those one or two pages can lift the whole website. I, I've worked, it, it seems to be a lot of photographers are the ones that uh, end up hiring me for, uh, for SEO. And I've had several DJs as well. Uh, but it, it, once you start ranking really ranking for your main keyword uh, with one piece of content. Uh, it, it just starts, you know, everything else starts lifting up from there. So uh, I can't get too specific as far as clients, but it it's SEO is in depth, but if you know what you're doing, you can really focus and it, it becomes almost simple. Um, if you boil it down to those three things. Okay. Pretty cool. So it sounds to me like if we know what we're doing, you're a great guide for us. But if we don't know what we're doing, you're a big help. Yeah, actually. And, and here's one thing that I've learned that uh, like we, uh, we buy courses, right? We, mm-hmm. I constantly learn. I may buy a course and I literally just bought a course several months ago. 
I didn't really learn anything from it. And it wasn't an SEO course. It was something else. But uh, what I did learn is it gave me more confidence and I learned that I knew what I needed to know. So you can kind of think of it the, the same way. There's some people that know a little bit about SEO and my help. Maybe they only need, instead of hiring me for a full year, maybe they only hire me for three hours over three months and it gives them the confidence and the boost that they need to move on. Or maybe it's somebody that doesn't know anything and they're really having to dive in and learn SEO and then it takes more. Uh, more time. But yeah, it, that's the that's the thing I like about the one-on-one is I'm actually teaching and people can move on from there and, and build their own. Pretty cool stuff. So if one of our listeners wanted to learn more about Wedding Industry Rescue and what you can do for their business, how can they do that? Uh, there's a couple of places. Uh, first, just go to the website, weddingindustryrescue.com. Uh, and if you want to contact me, you can contact me through there. I do have a free download. I, I partnered with somebody. We created an online SEO course. Uh, if you go to, it's Conquer Your SEO. It's C-O-N-Q-U-E-R, your SEO.com. And then there's a button on there that says, uh, get the checklist. It's like a 90 day checklist. You can go on there and that's a good starter place to kind of give you an idea of what you can do over 90 days to help build your SEO. Pretty cool stuff. Listen, Shay, thank you for coming on the podcast today and helping us make sense of SEO. And for all of you that have joined us today, thanks for listening. Don't forget, we're brought to you by Speed Quizzing Smartphone Trivia. You can boost your trivia and bring the latest technology of trivia into your bars and restaurants or your corporate events, check out speedquizzing.com. Or if you're looking to build your business during the week, you can also check out the Bubble Parties Business Program and learn how to do bubble parties for kids ages three to seven. Check out bubbleparties.com for that information. And of course, we've talked about it. Myself, Keith Allen, we're going to be hosting the Weekday Wealth Workshop at Mobile Beat Las Vegas. Mobile Beat Las Vegas 24, the 16th through the 19th of March 2020. You can get your passes online now at MobileBeatLasVegas.com. Folks, thanks for listening. We will catch you next week right here on the Mobile DJ Business Podcast.